0: This week, pandemic winners and losers in manufacturing technology, a new system that improves communication between ambulance crews in the hospital, and more about a new U.S. military cyber warfare center that might be located in Ohio. All this and more coming up. Everybody knows that big tech companies like Amazon, Twitter, and Zoom have been doing great since the pandemic began. But what about other kinds of technology-driven businesses like manufacturing? For a look at the pandemic winners and losers in that sector, we talked to Ethan Karp, who is the president and CEO of Northeast Ohio's nonprofit manufacturing consulting firm, Magnet.
1: When the pandemic hit manufacturers were in a little bit of limbo, not sure whether they could be open or not. When all these rules came out about being a central, many of them stayed open as long as their customers could stay open. And so when you had these big car shutdowns, many manufacturers shut down, many of them, and I'll talk about this in a minute, switched to making PPE. So brand new, innovative product lines right in the middle of this crazy pandemic. And as the year went on and the car companies came back, most manufacturing shot right back up here and across the country. But Some were winners and losers, as you said. You can imagine Gojo, Purell, hand sanitizer everywhere. You can only look at the news reports of how Purell has and Gojo has opened many different plants, and I can tell you they are state-of-the-art operations. And on the other hand, we're not flying very much. So Ohio actually boasts one of the largest collections of manufacturers making pieces and parts for commercial aircraft. So there's a lot of companies out there that would have been making their parts that aren't because we're not using planes as much. And that's really all of the products that are out there. If you think about you're using more paper, you're using more food, you're buying more pet supplies, you're buying outdoor heaters. If you happen to be in a business that sells pieces and parts to any one of those – This is a great year. If you happen to be in commercial aerospace, if you happen to be making products for energy like fracking, if you happen to be making large, big industrial machines that aren't being used as much, you've had a really bad year in addition to the short shutdown period, and the the if you were in the auto supply chain, which many of our manufacturers are, you saw a few-month gap in production as well.
0: Now, you said that some of the manufacturers in our area, though, were able to kind of pivot and go in another direction to take advantage of different product lines or different innovations. I wonder if you could talk about that.
1: Absolutely. And I must say it was inspiring. To watch manufacturers think of new ways that they could help during the pandemic that use their tools, that use their know how. And the vast majority of them were doing it just purely altruistically. In fact, they might even say all were doing it purely altruistically. Only some of them actually figured out how to make a few dollars, particularly when that PPP loan came in and they were trying to make sure that they were still keeping people on the payroll. And so people pivoted to make the whiskey producers and the alcohol producers were making hand sanitizer. And you had dental labs like Roe Dental Lab and Independence that were making uh, 3D-printed swabs instead of their normal dental tools because, of course, the dental industry had shut down. And you have little tykes who was very busy but still found the time to figure out how to distribute the million face shields that we coordinated with 30 other companies like locally you have metal Craft solutions formerly acro tool and die who actually used modern technology like 3d printing to make metal molds to make face shields for hospitals across ohio and the list goes on and on and on of companies that stepped up made new products kept people safe Saved their own jobs inside their company, did something innovative that really reminded us all of how important, integrated, and powerful our manufacturing sector is today.
0: So when it comes to manufacturing in our area, um, are there enough people in the pipeline, enough employees to actually staff the need that we have now and going into the next year?
1: No, And what's most crazy is at the height of this, when manufacturing was still down, and it's still down today because of those industry sectors I mentioned, but it was very much down for a couple months, especially with the car companies shutting down. So there were fewer jobs needed, and unemployment was at its record high with people that would be perfectly able to go into manufacturing, those laid off from fast food, those laid off from, you know, the, the restaurant industry. 8% unemployment, and yet still thousands of open jobs in manufacturing right here in Northeast Ohio.
0: Fire Department is using some new technology that allows EMTs to electronically transfer patient health data in real time from the ambulance to the hospital. So far, the new health data exchange or HDE system only works with SUMA Health, but the city is also offering it to other hospitals in our area. Akron Fire District Chief of EMS, Joe Netco explains how it works.
2: Several years ago, we went to generating an electronic report for our patients. So our paramedics in the field take a computer tablet out with them into the field, and they document everything that they're doing on that computer tablet, all the vital signs, all the treatments, what's going on with the patient, patient's medical history, just an endless list of things. And up until last month, we would print a copy of that and hand a piece of paper to the hospital, and that would be the handoff. starting. Just this month, we engaged in an exchange of data electronically where all these data points feed directly into the hospital record. So it makes for a much better outcome on the patient's end. No information is lost. There's no misinterpretation of what is said what we have done, what has gone on with the patient. As you can well imagine, the hospital is a busy place and that printed copy of a patient care report can get misplaced or lost even. So this puts our records into the hospital records in one electronic record data place for the hospital. The handoff, when a patient is handed off to the hospital, is a tough time for the patient just because there's a changing of hands, a changing of information, and the hospital would typically almost have to restart everything, everything down to their name, who they are, what's their medical information. What we're doing now has that already done. When the patient walks into the hospital, it's all taken care of, along with everything that we've done.
0: The big Russian hack that recently penetrated more than 18,000 networks worldwide, including federal government agencies like Commerce, the Treasury, and the Department of Defense is far from being resolved. In fact, officials say it's going to take a very long time to determine both the full extent of the breach and to secure systems against what is being called one of the most extensive and dangerous cyber espionage incidents in U.S. history. One positive development, though, is that the federal government is in the process of creating two new cyber warfare centers that can help respond to such attacks, and one of them may soon be located at the Air National Guard base in Mansfield, Ohio. The commander of the Ohio National Guard, Major General John Harris, has more.
3: We're very excited about this because, uh, first, we believe that the Guard is the right place to put DOD cyber capability. because not only do we have the ability to coordinate the response across government and academia and commerce but we also have the ability to retain those high-talented people in DOD. That's really tough right now. I wanna... When a person works for a large firm or a large corporation, they can also bring those cyber skills to the National Guard and when we need them we can deploy them. But that information warfare wing at Mansfield is something we're pretty excited about. It's a unique combination of cyber and intelligence capabilities and will give us the ability to augment DOD's response capability on an ongoing basis. It would increase the footprint on that base in terms of personnel and full time staffing. But most importantly, it brings all that capability to Ohio. As I mentioned before, that Federal capability that also gives us to respond at the request of the government when we need it, and protecting Ohio's vital critical infrastructure, cyber infrastructure, something that's become very important to us in the National Guard. And that capability, having that in the state, would, would hugely enhance that capability. But more importantly, it gives us a very futuristic, forward thinking mission set, which is very important to keep us relevant in the Department of Defense.
0: So how soon are we going to know whether or not Mansfield gets chosen for that location?
3: Well, it could be up to a year as DOD goes through its down-select process. There are two states on the list to get this, two bases, us and there's a base in Minnesota. So they'll go through a number of site visits, and they'll look at a number of things like partnerships with academia, the ability to recruit in in the community and that sort of thing, and look at secure facilities and the kinds of things that we need for that kind of base, and they'll make their selection here at some point in the next year or so.
0: And that's it for now. Stay happy and healthy, and we'll see you again next week. That was This Week in Tech with Gene Destro. Tune in next week for more tech news on 93.5-1590-WAKR and WAKR.net.